You are listening to Payers, Providers, and Patients, Oh My. I'm Kyle Nanavati. And I'm Joe Records, and we are recording today remotely from each of our respective germ-free bubbles. Uh, we hope we're coming through loud and clear. In, in today's special episode, we're addressing the issues that healthcare providers need to understand to respond appropriately to the coronavirus or the COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to address issues that arise for healthcare providers as employers, as well as issues that arise from healthcare regulatory agencies. For part one of our discussion, we have Eric Sue from the firm's Labor and Employment Group. And in our next episode, we will speak to Brian McGovern from the Healthcare Group. Both Eric and Brian will provide insights from their home state of New York, as well as observations about other state and federal measures being taken to address the virus. Diving into the labor and employment issues, Eric, what should an employer do if an employee is coming into work who's displaying apparent symptoms? The employer in this instance should allow the employee to go home or to the extent that the employee refuses to go home. The employer should send the employee home. The employer should advise the employee of the symptoms of COVID-19 and that if they develop these symptoms, they should see a healthcare provider. Also offer healthcare provider information consistent with the employee benefits, if any, that the employee's receiving. And given that the employee in most instances may be in patient's home, these instructions must be given as soon as the employer learns that the employee has symptoms. And so a lot of this is also dependent on whether or not the employees are well instructed to self-report to the company about symptoms and therefore companies should have measures in place to make sure that they're asking employees the right questions relating to respiratory fever and flu-like symptoms that may be in existence at the time that the employee is working. And for example, for personal care employees, we would recommend that every morning when the employee reports to the patient's home, that the employee to be asked questions relating to their physical symptoms and whether or not they display uh, symptoms that are consistent with COVID-19. The employer can allow the employees to take their PTO and available sick leave to supplement their pay to the extent that uh, they're in a jurisdiction where there is what we call a call-in or reporting pay in New York. For example, it's either three or four hours depending on the industry you're in. They would have to pay them for those hours in which they report to work but were subsequently required to be sent home. And then the employer can instruct the employee to stay home for 14 days until they have no symptoms for 24 hours without the use of any symptom altering medications such as fever reducer or cough suppressants, which is consistent with the current CDC guidelines. The difficult issue here and the interesting issue here would be whether or not after that the employer is required to then sanitize the workplace if you have an employee who is reporting to work and then shows symptoms of COVID-19. The workplace, it all depends if you're in the hospital is one issue, but then if the workplace is at the patient's home, that carries itself a unique challenge. Different localities and jurisdictions may have different recommendations. Here in New York, and based on CDC's guidelines, it appears that as long as the employer instructs the patients that the members of their households or residents of their households provide certain cleaning services, 
that would probably be sufficient, but that itself could be a unique challenge. Thank you, Eric. It sounds like one of the things that you need to do when an employee is displaying symptoms is ask them some follow-up questions. What kinds of things do you need to do if an employee calls in sick, not specifying that they have COVID-19? Is there something that you need to ask them there too? I think you should, as an employer, should be asking employees questions relating to the symptoms of COVID-19, such as whether or not they are experiencing any influenza-like symptoms. And you should not allow them to come in unless they are completely recovered. And based on New York's DOH guidelines, it specifically says until they're completely recovered. The challenge here is going to be what does that mean? And in view of the shortage of care for medical professionals, asking them to subsequently provide a doctor's note that says, I am completely clear to come back to work. That may itself, under the current circumstances, provide a unique challenge. But if the symptoms that the employees are describing to you is consistent with COVID-19, then I would ask the employees to be staying at home, going to see a doctor, as previously indicated, providing them with information as to physicians that are available under the healthcare plan to the extent that there's a plan. And then basically following the guidelines and then only return after they exhibit no symptoms and are completely recovered. And following up on that, can you ask employees to report if they test positive for COVID-19? So according to the EEOC, during a pandemic influenza, which is COVID-19 is covered, and EEOC has issued guidance regarding whether or not it's pandemic guidelines that were issued back during the time of H1N1 outbreak still applies today. And so once there's a declaration of the existence of a pandemic, it's generally acceptable for employer to ask employees if they're exhibiting influenza-like symptoms. Well, the guidance doesn't really go as far as saying that it's permissible for an employer to ask if an employee has tested positive for COVID-19 under the circumstances here and provided that what we're dealing with, particularly in the healthcare sector, it's reasonable and prudent for an employer to ask that an employee report if they have tested positive or been exposed to COVID-19. An employer should also be reminded that they have an obligation to ensure the safety of their workforce and assess the potential exposure is part of that obligation. And so under OSHA's general duties obligations, an employer has to maintain a workplace that is free of hazard and protective of of the health of the employees. And so maybe the better way is how you phrase the request and the employer should maybe phrase it as a request rather than a requirement, such as, please let us know if you test positive. That would be something that I think it's a pretty practical solution to the various different laws that may be in conflict as to whether or not an employer can go as far as disclosing an employee's positive test. And the employer should also assure employees they will not be retaliated against for reporting a positive COVID-19 test or reporting that they've been exposed. 
So let's say we're in a situation where the employer, one way or another, finds out that an employee has tested positive, that there's a confirmed case of COVID-19. What action should the employer take at that point? If the employee is, has tested positive COVID-19, the employer should immediately ask the employee to not return to work. And under New York's guidelines, the employer also has a, an obligation to ask them to contact their primary care physician immediately. And the agency or the employer has the obligation to contact the New York State Department of Health by the Bureau of Health Associated Infections at 518-474-1142 during business hours or DOH's public health duty officer. There's a toll-free number for it as well during evenings, weekends, and holidays. I mean, these are the New York State requirements, but generally if an employee is tested positive, employers should definitely not allow them to return to the work site and work and potentially expose your workforce or your patients to the employee's conditions. And the employer should allow these employees and make sure that they know the practices, make sure that they know that they have sick leave, vacation time, PTO, or other available leave. The question is, if you have a direct care situation, what do you do with respect to the patient? You should notify the patient because you as a business or a care provider, you have an obligation to make sure that your patient is safe from all these exposure and this patient has the right to know, as well as you should inform the replacement caregiver to inform that the previous caregiver has tested positive for COVID-19 and so that appropriate care and protection along with cleaning can be done. So let's say that an employee doesn't test positive, but they volunteer that they have been exposed to COVID-19. What do you have to do in that situation? So I would send the employee home if they reported work and have not yet reported the work. I would ask them to stay home for 14 days until they have no symptoms for 24 hours without the use of any symptom altering medication consistent with current CDC guidelines. And if they have already reported to work, again, the patient and their household members should be instructed regarding the cleaning recommendations that the CDC has provided, which is, I believe, is to wipe our surfaces, as well as making sure that family members are not sharing personal items. You should inform the replacement caregiver that the previous caregiver who had reported the work was exposed to COVID-19 and provide appropriate protective gear. If an employee has been either tested positive or been exposed to the coronavirus, can an employer ask for a doctor's note or for some kind of verification that the person can return to work before the employer lets them come back? Well, legally, yes. Although the CDC's current employer guidelines advise against this due to the healthcare medical facility being overwhelmed with the outbreak, we recommend that employers reserve the right to request a note from a healthcare provider to the extent permissible by law so that they can assess the prudence of such policy as the situation develops. And you have to make sure that if you are asking one employee to 
provide the doctors know you don't do this in a discriminatory manner. For example, you don't only ask employees of Chinese, Korean, or Italian descent for doctors know or those over the age of 50. That could essentially be deemed to be discriminatory. But what about the situation where an employee is not symptomatic, they're not sick, but they're refusing to come to work because they feel that it may be unsafe for them due to the outbreak? Can you discipline them or force them to come into work in that situation? Well, the employer can require the employee to come into work because in this instance, we're dealing with healthcare workforce and the essential job function is to care for patients who may be suffering from COVID-19 or exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19. And if they refuse to comply with your directive, you technically can terminate them. However, the practical solution is probably not to terminate them in light of the current circumstances. And my advice is that you should allow the employee to have the option of staying at home and at the same time, allowing an alternate caregiver to provide the service. And technically, probably the other solution that you can provide short of terminating them is probably just a write-up so that they're appropriately disciplined. But at the same time, in light of these circumstances, I view that termination itself is a draconian measure that ultimately the cost of determination is probably going to outweigh the benefit of trying to keep a consistent policy under these circumstances. Eric, as guidance is rolling out on this issue, as time is going on, we've seen that this is a, a bit of a moving target for all employers, especially healthcare providers. What should employers be on the lookout for as we move forward? I think an employer should be sure that a lot of it a technical reading of what is allowed and not allowed under law is, is super fluid at this point. Uh, in a lot of instances, there's really no right answer or wrong answer, but sometimes best business judgment and understanding that this is a very difficult situation for all involved from the caregiver side to the patient side to the employer side that some flexibility is required and your normal practices of being an employer that strictly enforces your rules on attendance may have to be relaxed. At the same time, prudence requires you to make sure that your employees are provided with the appropriate gear as well as an environment that is safe for them because you want to be sure that this is a valuable workforce for everyone in view of what's going on today. However, rules are still rules. So balancing your policies and existing policies with respect to enforcement of such policies, along with the needs of your patients and your employees, it's a very fine dance that employer have to do. And so when in doubt, I do think that you have to weigh each situation on a case-by-case basis, should consult your legal counsel and we'd be more than happy to, to go through situations where you're gonna have to weigh the cost and benefit of a lot of the actions that you're taking. But I would stress on flexibility and make sure that you're applying your 
rules on a non-discriminatory manner. And sometimes at this point, some relaxation of some of the previously strictly enforced rules may be required. Eric, do you have any other thoughts that you want to share on the employment side? There are oftentimes conflicting laws with guidelines, right? And the reason why they conflict is that this is such a novel situation and nobody really knows what to deal with. And you don't have any prior experience in dealing with, with something like this, where you know, one could touch the other person and you can stand in line, right? And everybody could be infected all at the same time. So you got to weigh the situations on a case by case basis. And there's going to be some very painful cost benefit analysis that you're going to have to do. And sometimes it may mean that you may be at risk of violating certain laws to comply with another law. And so it's a very tricky dance that an employer is going to have to do. And especially you're talking about a profession in which there are going to be at direct exposure in many instances to, to the hazard of COVID-19. So you're going to have significant amount of considerations that you're going to have to do that complying with OSHA requirements may not necessarily mean compliance with the EEOC guidelines or the American with Disabilities Act. At the same time, you know, you may run the foul of some of the anti-retaliation requirements under the law when your caregiver refuses to provide care because of a patient is exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19 or has tested positive for COVID-19, yet at the same time, they provide an essential function, which is caring for these patients. And your need to make sure that your workforce remains disciplined and that as an employer, you have the right to discipline them because they refuse to, to provide care. So there's a lot of conflict. And before you take any adverse employment actions, just because an employee refuses to comply with your directive, I think you should think through all the costs and benefit considerations. And I would avoid taking draconian employment actions such as termination at this time, unless the situation really warrants for such. Well, thanks very much, Eric, for your insight here. There's a lot to keep track of for employers, particularly for employers who are healthcare providers. This concludes our discussion with Eric Sue regarding the labor and employment issues that providers face as employers. Please join us next time on Payers, Providers, and Patients Oh My for a discussion with Brian McGovern about the guidance that's been issued so far for healthcare providers like nursing homes by healthcare regulatory entities. Payers, Providers, and Patients Oh My is a podcast brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash healthcare podcast.